0: Welcome to Resident Alien Comic Book Review. With Donovan and Ken, our mission is not to destroy humanity, but rather to review every Resident Alien comic book published and consume mass quantities of pie. Join Dr. Vanden Spiegel, Asta, and the fine folks of Patience USA as their adventures unfold in printed form from the annoying humans at Dark Horse Comics. Greetings and welcome to Alien Resident Comic Book Review with Donovan and Ken. Episode number one recorded April 1st, 2022. This will be our ongoing Resident Alien
1: podcast. Yes. Where we will be reviewing the um, mini-series produced by Dark Horse Comics uh, along with talking about the TV show that's on sci-fi
0: exactly can't be helped not to talk about the TV show since I that was my entryway I mean I was not aware of the comics of course but um, I saw the the TV show and really enjoyed it and um, I was made aware that there was a comic book series it was based on comic books so um, so nice to get into the books and see what the original source material was like.
1: Right. And my history is a little different. I'm a huge fan of aliens, Mm -hmm. which was published by dark horse comics. So when I saw an advertisement for a resident alien by dark horse comics, I was like, Oh, is this going to tie in with the alien franchise? Mm -hmm. And I quickly found out it was just about some alien living in a rural, small town, Colorado And uh, it did not interest me, and I did not give it another look. But I saw the first trailer for the TV show uh, with Alan Tudyk, and I was like, all right, I got to go read that book. So (laughs) I did read the first miniseries before the show started Mm -hmm. and uh, thoroughly enjoyed both.
0: Cool. And does the book really say it's in Colorado? I Um, know the TV show does.
1: No, but it's definitely a – it looks like Colorado with the mountains and whatnot. It's
0: mountainous. Yes. Yep. Of course, it could also be Pacific Northwest. We really don't know, although Colorado would make sense. Right. Considering where he crashed.
1: Regardless, it's a yeah. small town, small little fishing town, um, or just on the side of a lake where he goes fishing. Right. <laughs> Humorously. Which, which, uh, was, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the miniseries. Uh, I haven't read anything past volume one. Um, which I hope to rectify now that we're doing the podcast. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it it definitely is different than the show, but uh, we'll talk about that later,
0: I'm sure. Yeah, and I like the differences. It doesn't have to be 100% the same. Although some people do whine about the differences. About for Resident Alien or
1: just in general? Resident just... Alien. Oh, Comparing really? have the...
0: anybody upset about it. Uh, in, my, in some of my readings, my research? Mm-hmm uh i had read a uh a scathing critique of the tv series oh that's too bad yes i disagreed with what it was saying although i kind of saw a little bit of what it was saying in some points but in general it's like like we were talking about the new new halo tv show also recently and it's like no it's not going to be the same as the book the comic book it's right. not gonna be the same it's not gonna be same in the halo it's not gonna be the same as the game sorry some people don't like that. It's not going to be the same. It's got to right. be different.
1: Whatever. The only thing I could think of negatively wise is if I was already a fan of the comic book mm-hmm. um, is that you're taking a serious character. I mean, the alien here is not uh, played for laughs like right. he is in in the TV show. So yes. if this was, you know, my version of Harry and then I go to someone that's making fun of that character, even though it's a completely different character, but it's same name, same origin. Character. But it's played for laughs. Where Very effectively.
0: It? Oh, I agree. I enjoyed it. I could, could you see getting Alan Tudyk to be in this show and him playing it as straight as the, as the comic book presents the alien? Wouldn't happen. Right. You, you, well, you know he could not help but playing an alien with at least some humor. And well, dread. So he's got both. There are times when Harry's a little scary in the TV show. Right. Um, more scary than I've seen uh, Harry in the book. That's true. Yeah, so, I mean,
1: the, the big deal is, is in the comic book, he's always alien to us, the readers. And yes. it's just the people inside the comic book don't see him as an alien. But mm-hmm. you, the reader, always see him as an alien, yep. whether he's eating at a diner or fishing or doing surgery on somebody we see him as the alien which if they tried to do that in a tv show that would be incredibly expensive to always have that uh, alien prosthetic on at yep. all times yeah so I, I totally agree with uh, how they did it they they didn't want to have him in the alien makeup all the time so instead get a, a comedic actor uh a good comedic actor which is alan tudyk and yeah, yeah. you know kind of kind of have the best of both worlds one he can act alien even though he looks human as opposed to the comic book where he looks alien but he, he acts human right so I, I like the changes myself but yeah. but I could see if somebody I could see why somebody would, would uh, be a little upset. would have
0: some objections and somebody always will have objections doesn't matter right. what you do doesn't matter how good it's gonna be somebody's always gonna have some problems with it so yeah.
1: that's true yeah, anytime you're adapting something, somebody's not gonna like it. Exactly. That's not their Superman, or that's not their whatever they wanna whatever they, they wanna point about. out.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So anyway, shall we just go into issue zero and then we can chit chat some more about the differences and pros and cons?
0: Yeah. Okay, so I get to do issue zero, which is titled Welcome to Earth. So the published date is April twenty twelve. However, this issue zero is actually a compendium of Resident Alien, Welcome to Earth, chapters one through three, that was originally published in Dark Horse Presents, number uh, four, five, and six back in 2011. So um, Donovan was telling me about Dark Horse Presents, and I guess they do a lot of uh, testing of the waters with new comics, and they apparently did that with Dark Horse Presents, and then put it together into one issue zero, which I will present to you right now. Um, Creative team is creators Peter Hogan and Steve Parkhouse. Script is by Peter Hogan. Art is by Steve Parkhouse. Publisher is Mike Richardson. Editor, Philip R. Simon. Assistant editor, John Shork. Designer, Adam Grano. Digital production by Jason Havam, Hevam, Havam, H V A M, with Matt Dreyer. The cover features an alien Captain Hari walking across a mountainous desert landscape in his spacesuit, except for his helmet and gloves that are off. He is carrying some kind of octagonal case in his left hand. Two vultures are flying overhead, looking for some din-din. Cover is by Steve Parkhouse. A sheriff and his deputy are making their way to an isolated cabin. They are on a mission. They talk about the man they are going to see, a loner. He does not come into town much, and when he does, he keeps to himself while gathering supplies and expeditiously returning to his cabin. But he is a doctor, and they have need of one of those today. Someone with more expertise than they have needs to look at a dead body. No one responds to the knocks on the cabin door, so the lawmen go around back and see someone in a boat fishing. They call to him and ask him to row to shore. The man in the boat does not look like a human. He does have two arms and two legs, but his head looks like a 1950s alien. Gray skin, big black eyes, and of course, two pointed ears. The alien in the rowboat is able to will these two lawmen to see him as a normal human, not how he truly appears. They get the person to return to shore and confirm by driver's license that this is indeed the man they came to see, Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel. The sheriff states their business. At first, the doctor is reticent about helping them. It's not his field. He's a specialist doing his own independent research. He's not even, he's not a coroner. He's not even a general practitioner. But eventually, after hearing it's the town doctor that was killed, Harry agrees to examine uh, despite the danger to blowing his cover. Cut to three years ago when Captain Hari is walking from his crashed and burning spacecraft, wearing a spacesuit and carrying a small octagonal case. It is hot in the desert, and he walks and has the sun beating down on his exposed head. He thinks that he can survive here, but he needs to keep a low profile. Don't get noticed. Cut to the present as Harry ducks his head and enters into the back of the squad car. They drive through town and end up at Doc Hodges' clinic. We meet Asta Twelve Trees, Dr. Hodges' medical assistant, who the doctor treated like a daughter. She is smoking, shaken up, and grieving. The sheriff tells her she can go home while Dr. Vandenspiegel examines Dr. Hodges. Harry examines the body that is face up on the porch and covered in blood. He makes several Sherlockian observations. Number one, killed last night, eh, around midnight. The attacker used a knife and attacked from behind. After Hodges was dead, the killer dropped him and he landed on his back. Finished, the sheriff thanks him for his examination, but before he can leave, Mayor Cuthbert C. Hawthorne arrives and asks him to be the new town doctor until they can get a permanent replacement. After a lot of arm twisting, Harry agrees, but just for one week. Four days later, the mayor and sheriff discuss the case and examine the knife they found in the bushes a mile and a half from the murder scene. The sheriff theorizes a thief was at the house and was surprised by Dr. Hodges uh, being on the front deck, and killed the doctor in a panic. They talk about another death in town a week ago, but the sheriff insists that it was a case of accidental death by way of scythe. The victim was drunk on homemade hooch, and he fell on it. They stick to the story, given how anything else would likely kill off the upcoming tourist season. Just outside the police station, Dr. Harry Vanderspiegel is walking with purpose and not happy about the mayor not returning his calls. He assumes the long-term doctor will not arrive by week's end. He thinks he really does not mind this position. He is helping humans and learning more about them. They do lie a lot, to him, to themselves. He observes things about the sheriff and the kinky mayor. In a library, Harry picks out a new mystery book. Dial M for murder. He does love a mystery. He goes to a local diner for some dinner. He drives his truck back to the clinic while thinking about the fact that an exceedingly small number of humans can see him as he really is. One in a million. So odds are he is quite safe in the small town of patients. Harry walks up to the clinic and is confronted by Asta, who is pointing a Winchester rifle at him and threatening to blow his hat off if he comes any closer. To be continued. Asta's a little hostile word. Hostile host. Hostile, hostile. hostile Asta? Yes. That's what I was trying to get out. <laughs> yes, and why? It made no sense. Unless she actually can see him for what he oh, is. He was sneaking up on her in the dark. Back. Well, I think he was just walking to the building. Right. I don't think he was sneaking, per se, but... I guess she's still wigged out. But we'll find out in the next issue. We really don't know. Right. But they did tee it up to make it sound like it's possible that she could see. Well, but she did see him the previous day. Yeah. Well, four days ago. You know, so, I don't know. I don't know. Yep. Yep.
1: It's strange. So, I like the alien uh, just... Walking around and and uh, that how it's depicted visually, yeah, it is it is quite funny just to see him you know, walking around town and nobody really notices he's no,
0: saying hi to folks because he's the yeah. town doc and he's seen some of them now, and and even that 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 woman and the and the kid are like like waving at him saying "how dark, hey you know, whatever. So they like him,
1: right? Yep.
0: No, I, I think it's great.
1: Uh, I, think, I think the artwork is great. It, mm-hmm. It's uh, a little cartoony, you know, compared
0: to some other type of comic books, but. Um, uh, it's a little cartoony, but it's also pretty realistic. I mean, the cars right. they draw are very realistic. The buildings look pretty realistic. The yeah, backgrounds look pretty realistic. It seems like uh, men have giant noses in this town. <laughs> True. <laughs> There's a lot of people that have giant, <laughs> that ha- that have big noses.
1: Right. But uh, but again, I loved it. I thought this was great. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not like super detailed painting. It's just no. It's very simple drawings. Nothing's too complicated, which is perfect for this little town where mm-hmm. nothing ever happens. It's so. Uh, Just, uh, you blink and you miss it kind of thing and nothing stands out. So I I thought it was great. It it really fit the story. Yeah. Except there's this alien walking around, which none of them see. I, I thought it was great.
0: Right. And he's got like, uh, like normal kind of Carhartt kind of, you know, work gear or work clothing or, you know, it's just, you know, uh, what blue and white checkerboard flannel shirt and, you know, very typical kind of, um. Garb, yep. unpretentious, no suits, at least not for him. The the mayor, yeah. yes, but not not the alien. So
1: Right. Yep, yep. The only difference is that he's purple and he has giant ears. Uh,
0: purple or gray? Is he purple? I guess maybe.
1: I think he's purple, but I, think, but I could see the argument for gray. Yeah.
0: His color is not standout. Uh, unlike uh, in the TV show, he's much more colorful. But that's the last thing I'm going to say about the TV show for now. Sorry. <laughs> I, I fell off the wagon there.
1: Yeah, you did. I- I'm really struggling not to compare. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda
0: hard. So they actually I kinda like how they're kinda grounding the uh the story. I mean they're right next to the police station is a McDonalds. So, you know both in some of the uh things people are saying and the things you see, this is any town USA or any small town USA. Right. So Yep. Which is which is kind of interesting because I, I read that the uh, the two guys that that did this book are British. Oh, really? <laughs> and they're they're kind of like contemporaries of uh, uh, Moore. Uh, Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Right. Okay. So it's like, oh, these guys have been around. These aren't these aren't just young bucks. These are like you know probably mature guys. Uh, you know even. You know, at least in their middle age, probably, that are doing this book and they're English. So, but they're making it very U.S. Right. So,
1: yeah, small town USA, sure. Yeah. You know,
0: so either they're doing research and making sure they're sticking things in that make you really say oh, this is definitely the U.S. Uh, or, well, whatever. However, they're doing it. Right. They're making it feel very authentic.
1: Right, and they're making Native Americans. Uh, you know, uh, maybe not so much in this this story, this mm-hmm. issue, but later. I mean, Native American folklore and stuff really play heavily into the book. So, oh,
0: okay, cool. I was Add a little
1: surprised that they were British. I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so uh, I, I like. I mean, speaking of McDonald's, I mean, they bring up Dial Them for Murder, and mm-hmm. I mean, they are bringing up real life books and movies and. Places and stuff which makes it feel like a, a real world, mm-hmm. yeah, or like the real world yeah. when you rephrase,
0: yeah. So, how do you like the uh, his fishing experience? Because you're able to get a I didn't say it and I didn't include it in the in the uh, synopsis, but Harry is thinking about um, about fishing, right? So, about how it's not relaxing or well. He doesn't understand why people do it. So he says things like, I mean, if you want to relax, why not just look at the view? Uh, I'll admit it is restful, but all this apparatus is just a distraction. If you want to eat fish, just buy some in the store. Right. (laughs) That's cute. Which a lot of people that that don't get fishing probably are in the same boat as Harry or Hari, whatever. Yeah, you keep saying that Harry thing. That's not mentioned in these. Four no, books it's not mentioned anymore. in the books. But again, in my research, um, so they they said he was Captain H A R E, hmm. which is like oh oh okay. At first, I didn't get it, but it's like oh Harry right. Harry mm-hmm. Harry. Oh okay. And did they call him Harry in this book yet, or did they just call him Doctor Vander Spiegel? Doctor Vander Spiegel. Okay, right. So they so. We don't know he's Harry. I got that from the TV show, but right. I so assume he's going to be Harry. They're going to bring that I'm, up at some I'm
1: assuming point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't ever call the the chief of police anything other than Mike or Chief. So I, I wasn't yeah. sure what his last name was either.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know, um, and I and I don't remember the TV character's name either. But I assume it's the same. Right. Uh, which okay, we'll we'll get to that later. Because there's a lot of race flipping and gender flipping going on in the TV show compared to the book. Yeah. And age flipping.
1: (laughs) Can you flip ages?
0: Yes, you can. (laughs) Because, I mean, the mayor and the the chief of police are decidedly older than their TV counterparts. Right.
1: Well, it's TV. You can't have old people on TV. That's crazy
0: talk. Old and and fat people. So (laughs) the, the mayor... And uh Chief of Police. Right. And and there are some other characters that are on the heavy side. And we don't have as many heavy characters in the TV show. But again, we're we're lapsing in the things we said we'd do later.
1: <laughs> so the uh the murder of uh Dr. Hodges is mm-hmm. quite a bit uh gruesome, mm-hmm. I thought. Mm-hmm. The uh, basically being filleted yes by a knife. Eey. Yeah, so they mentioned that he's, I guess, cut across the throat and along the abdomen, right? So, it, it you're not used. To, I mean, I'm used to reading more sci-fi books and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when you get to like a real, a, a real quote-unquote murder mystery type thing, it's, it was a little like, oh, oh, this is this it's is little- uh, this is what it would look like. Yeah, it's a little,
0: it's a little graphic, but, right. What? But, but speaking of industry. that, speaking of that scene, those those pages, those panels, um, Harry is quite the uh, quite the detective, quite the forensics blood spatter expert, right? Which is pretty maybe, cool. Maybe he watches a lot of Dexter. Well, exactly. Pandemic. I was definitely thinking uh, Dexter when when he was talking about the blood, but um, yeah, so. He so he is observant, which is true, but we find out a little later about his apparent addiction to murder mystery books, right? So interesting. Yep. Uh, something I mentioned to you before the recording is, I personally see a Judge Dread um, Easter egg, but. I may be over overdoing it a bit, so right. Yeah, so go ahead
1: and explain.
0: Yes, so on the right shoulders of the deputy and the sheriff, we see that they've got a huge patch, a big, big, big patch, and it's kind of shield shaped, and it has a big old like eagle on the top of it, and then it's got uh, vertical stripes, blue and yellow vertical stripes. Uh, underneath the eagle, and the whole thing is kind of more... kind of, sort of, shield-shaped. So... And it's big. And it, it just... After looking at the frames, I finally said, man, that, that totally reminds me of Judge Dread." And... Uh, and if these guys are English, which the thing I read said they were English... Um, I mean, Judge Dread is an English comic book, right? Right. So, maybe... Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it just <laughs> it just made me think, oh, the these guys put a little uh, Judge Dredd in there.
1: Right. Well, I, I didn't notice it when I was reading it. Now that you mention it, I, I can see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's intentional or not.
0: Right. But I can totally but, see where you're coming from. But that from. is a big patch. Wouldn't you admit yeah, that that's it, a big, big patch?
1: Yeah, it takes up pretty much their whole bicep.
0: Right. Right, 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 right.
1: But maybe in small towns, that's what they do. I don't <laughs> maybe know. that's what they do, yeah. <laughs> so um, when you're reading the book, do you, do you hear voices and stuff? Uh, what, what they sound like in things? Um,
0: oh, like in your head? Yeah,
1: in your head. Uh,
0: so uh, maybe. I,
1: there's three three voices really stood out to me a lot when I was reading this book. Mm-hmm. And, uh, one of them, obviously, is Harry's. I can't not hear Alan Tudyk. Huh. Uh, even though he doesn't speak the same as he does in the TV show, that's that's the voice I hear when when the alien's talking. Well, you The don't other know. one is uh, the chief. But, yes. Okay. Uh, that's J.K. Simmons in my head. Ah!
0: <laughs> okay. J.K. I mean, Simmons. Fine. Yes.
1: That's that's what I hear. And a lot of times, I don't know if it's because of the crew cut or what, but at times I'm like, he even looks like J.K. Simmons.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. And lastly, is the mayor, The mayor. I, I hear uh, the Jaws mayor. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I hear. The and then, then we even mayor. brought up the, we got we to gotta clean this up before tourism starts. I'm like, <sighs> oh my God, it is the mayor. It
0: is okay, the but, Jaws mayor. But wasn't that more the sheriff that was pushing that point, not the mayor? Yeah, maybe, but still. So I <laughs> thought that was interesting. I thought the whole thing, it gave a very Jaws vibe to me. Mm-hmm. Only they swapped the person really concerned about tourist season to the sheriff, which really didn't seem to make as much sense to me as the mayor. Right. Because it did, really did seem like, uh, you know, uh, the candy-striped mayor from Jaws and, and Roy Scheider kind of being a little bit um, channeled in the story. Right. You know, two, two small towns in America, you know, tourists... Being important to both places, um, I agree. Yep. Now, uh what? Okay, so you actually. So, what? What about the face, though? What about the face of the mayor? And uh, the hair and everything. I mean, he looks like he fell out of a seventies uh, used car lot or something. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that.
0: Yeah, again, you got the big schnoz, like uh-huh. like a lot
1: of people here in patients do.
0: Yes. And he's kind of hefty. He got a little extra around right. his, around, the, around, the, around the belly. Yeah,
1: no, I can tell. Totally and he reminded
0: it. me of, and I'm going to date Bar- myself, Barney Miller. Ah, <laughs> Barney Miller, no, Barney Miller, no. He's got no mustache, man. Right. Who? Um, Ed McMahon. Oh, I could see that. Just a little bit. I mean, I don't think Ed McMahon's nose is as big, but still, <laughs> that the age range, the hair, you know, having the. You know the, the '70s looking suit on. Um, that all kind of reminded me of Ed McMahon.
1: You know, S- Star Search, Ed McMahon,
0: or Tonight Show, Ed Tonight Show, Ed McMahon, Tonight Show, Ed McMahon. Yeah. Uh, Show Ed McMahon um, Publishers Clearinghouse Sweepstakes, Ed McMahon. <laughs> you know that. That's what he reminded me of. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Now I completely agree with you. The J.K. Simmons thing um, on the on the the chief. But there's still something in the face that's not J.K. Simmons to me. But Yes. Um, He does have a mustache, though. And we have seen J.K. Simmons with a mustache multiple times. That's true. And that haircut. And that haircut. I think you're right. Okay. Uh, Was there any... Oh, I just want to comment about... uh, They say right in this book that he crashed three years ago. In right. the first flashback, so the first flashback they had, and th- and that was not a long flashback. I mean, it's just enough to establish he crashed, he was crashed in desert, and he was hoofing it to get get out of there and into, you know, water and things like that. Right. Um, so since it was three years ago, I expect we're going to get a lot of flashbacks in in more books. And, and since you read the the third and fourth book right i we could oh actually you did mention one of the the flashbacks back to speaking to his wife
1: right yeah there's both flashbacks to before he left his planet and okay.
0: what happened in those 3 years okay. getting to patients. and and did so the authorities are chasing him so kind of like in a tv show that, that uh, they really they
1: know that there's
0: something out there. They don't know where or what it is. Okay. So they don't know, they didn't see the footprints leading away from the spaceship? They saw
1: the footprints, but they weren't able to, you know, he didn't walk straight to...
0: No. Okay. So, so they know there was a survived alien. Right.
1: They know there was a crash ship, and they know that there's footprints away, mm-hmm. and there was a seat in the, in the ship. Yep. So they know something okay. something rode in there, and they don't, know, they don't have a body. Okay.
0: Okay, thanks. So we're going to get a lot of flashbacks. Right but at least that helps explain how acclimated Harry seems to be to uh earth and humans and the right. u s in particular,
1: whereas in the TV show, not that we're supposed to talk about it uh, but in that one he's he's like only supposed to have been there for maybe six months exactly or
0: so. and there's plenty of things he gets wrong, which right. is part of the humor
1: so maybe this this Harry did get things wrong in those first few months mm-hmm.
0: cool,
1: just like good old TV, TV Harry, Harry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly TV Harry okay that's all I have to say about this issue I enjoyed right. it I liked it it was a good setup yeah
1: that was funny that you brought up the, the kinky stuff about the mayor because I'd forgotten about the the handcuff
0: or the yeah the the marks around his wrist
1: right yeah that he likes to be tied up apparently
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's funny
0: Mr. Observant All right. The Sherlock Holmes. All
1: right. Shall we go on? Let's. All right. So, this is issue one of Resident Alien Return Welcome to Earth. Uh, This came out, I believe, uh, May of 2012. Uh, All the same writing, art staff, editor staff, things like that. Everything's the same. Uh, The cover shows uh, what I think looks like, you know, a normal. Norman Rockwell type painting I mean it's not a painting but it looks like it's Giving off that same vibe of just a small town Diner A woman's taking their order And we see an alien Harry Sitting at a table with two Older gentlemen And uh, the woman is just Probably in her Early 20's Sitting there with uh, pink uh, Pink Nike shoes so the story starts with um, Asta about to blow Harry's head off, just as we saw last issue, because she sees things are a little fuzzy, and uh, she's not quite able to make out that it's Dr. Van Der But once he starts talking, she lowers the gun, and she uh, assumes that she's just a little jumpy since Dr. Hodges' death. Uh, the two retire to the nurse's lounge. They're in the clinic, and they have a cup of tea. There she tells the new doctor how normal it is during the night shift, normally very quiet, but every once in a while things go crazy. And then she mentions a time when every nurse had to be called in because the poop was hitting the fan everywhere that particular day. So we flash to the chief of police entering a bar to have a discussion with a punk playing pool. He calls the rough-looking guy Download, and he basically blackmails him to try to get some information on who might have killed Dr. Hodges. Download says he does not know, but he'll keep his ear out since Hodges was a good man. So, we now flash to the funeral, and it seems that the whole town is in attendance for Dr. Hodge's funeral. Harry stays a bit back away from the crowd, stating that all the sorrow radiating from the humans is too much for his senses. After the service, the mayor asks Harry to stay on a little longer as the town doctor. Harry has to pretend like he's reluctant to do so, but secretly he's quite enjoying his time with humans. Elsewhere download pays a visit to a man named rufus roberts uh, download bats him around a bit and good old Ruf admits that he was at the hodges house or office when he died and he says that he went there to steal pills and when he got there hodges was already dead but he went ahead and stole all the pills that he could and, and hightailed it out of there hodges tells rufus that he's going to have to explain this to the cops and he grabs his cell phone and starts calling at the chief. And then when Rufus tries to get the phone away, download punches him square in the nose. So we flash to a little time later, and the good old alien doctor is at the jail bandaging up a battered Rufus. Rufus again tells the doctor that he didn't kill anyone. He was just there to steal the pills. Harry's alien powers somehow confirms this, And he goes and talks to the chief to let him know that he doesn't feel like Rufus is the real murderer. The chief does not want to believe his pleas of innocence. And he bids Harry fond farewell and basically kicks him out of the precinct. Harry returns to the clinic and this time the nurse on staff is Ellen. Ellen tells him how Hodges was a sweet man who lived his whole life in that small town. She also informs him that the mayor is actually up in the office right now, even at this late an hour. Harry meets up with the mayor, who he finds rifling through a bunch of old books. The mayor is happy that the killer is finally caught, and he lets slip that he was worried that it was a serial killer after all since the farmer's accident about a month ago. The two's discussion is cut short when Ellen arrives and informs them that they are needed downtown due to another murder to be continued.
0: What? Another murder? Another one. So I guess that guy they put into custody with such abandon is uh, is not the murderer. Go figure. Yeah. Well, he said he wasn't. What? (laughs) <laughs> exactly, and that should be and, good enough for anybody.
1: And Harry's alien powers were able to deduce that he was telling the truth.
0: Yeah, what is all this alien powers Harry seems to have? He seems to be very, very empathetic. Right, yeah, so he's able to... Is it like he's like
1: a like a Betazoid or something from Star I, Trek, where he's able to like just feel
0: their emotions? I think so, or he's able to read them somehow. He's able no. to know when they're lying. Um,
1: right. Yeah, he did a lot of that in the last issue where
0: he was
1: mm-hmm. realizing uh, that they lied to him and lied to themselves. And when he like was that.
0: playing doctor, the little vignettes showing when he was playing doctor, they just had a couple different uh, panels that showed that. He seemed to be very in tune with what the person needed. Right. Uh, and in some cases, it was not medical attention, but it was more, well, counselor kind of stuff and that means that he's able to understand what these people read them and understand them which is quite amazing considering he's an alien
1: right but i guess this alien species has similar emotions and he's able to read off of them
0: I, he must cuz he's re- they they must they yeah i mean could you imagine trying i mean we are we are human beings donovan you and i we are males and frequently, we have no idea what where our wives are coming from on things, <laughs> and we're humans. So, so this guy's an alien and, and seems to be able to figure people out pretty quick.
1: Uh, so that's a superpower. I think so. He's able to do the uh, abilities far beyond those of a mortal mortal man. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> handy,
1: handy. Uh speaking of handy, I didn't realize until just now that Harry only has four fingers.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Oh, good point. And you know something I did not notice until today, also since we're on the topic of Harry's anatomy. He has four green or has two green pupils per eye, and the rest of his eye is black. So at least that's what right. that's the way I, I that's what I assume the two green dots are. In his eyes? Right, yeah. Bottom. So he has two pupils. It seems that way. Which is really, how would that work? But he's an alien, so, sure.
1: Yeah, he also has the, you know, the really elongated eyes of a, mm-hmm. a gray alien. A <laughs> traditional gray a alien. A traditional
0: gray alien, exactly. Yeah. Right. Maybe it's because he is a gray alien. He's just purple. And oversized It's funny, because some panels... He is obviously gray. And in other panels, I can kind of see the purple.
1: That's weird, because I'm the other way. I could see the purple most of the time, and okay. then every once in a while, I can be like, I guess that's a little gray.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Funny. It
0: sounds fine. It sounds good.
1: Okay. So, so uh, this little town does have its uh, seedy underbelly, which uh, the chief here goes into a bar and uh, talks to Download.
0: What, what and, kind of name is Download?
1: Basically, blackmailing him like, oh, well, if you give me what I need, I, I might look the other way while you're selling drugs to our citizens. Uh, just very, very not what you expect in a
0: small town. Right. And then Download goes and really kicks ass on the on the on the drug guy. I, what was his name? I don't Rufus. remember the name. Rufus, Rufus? Okay. Rufus Roberts. Rufus Roberts. Okay. So what he a, goes a, in like a shining knight and and tells Rufus uh time to tell the cops everything. <laughs> Which I, I had the impression that Rufus was uh was a was like a criminal jerk. And 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 he does do bad things. I mean, he's selling drugs to a lot of people, Rufus or or download. Download. I'm talking about download. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I was download was, but that's the impression I got from him when he was in the pool hall and stuff. And there was even a scene, a, a particular panel, which showed after the cop got what he wanted, the sheaf, He turns to leave, and they, and they've they've got a shot from more download standpoint where he's holding the pool cue to the sheriff's back. And it almost is like, is he going to hit the sheriff? Right. And it's like, no, that isn't what happened. The sheriff leaves with not, with no problems, but it's like, it's almost like it's trying to give you the idea. This guy is a potential threat. At least that's
1: it, what it, it gets. It, it is a mystery. We're supposed to f- try to figure out who out of all these people
0: is the real murderer. Exactly. And I think the way they drew that is either misleading or they're foreshadowing or something. Just to give you the the, <laughs> the under the surface feeling that uh, this guy is dangerous, right? And indeed, if Download was involved in the murder, getting Rufus to take the fall would be something he would want, right? Anyway, so there you go. Good point. Good point. Because who would believe a druggie druggy like this? Exactly, not an easy person to pin it on, and he's uh, dumb enough that he probably can't do much to defend himself. Right.
1: Yeah. And I Rufus, mean, the one is. thing going for Rufus mm-hmm. that uh, that I'm sure you will agree, you know, that he's the champion of. Mm-hmm. Uh, he definitely wins the biggest schnoz award because. <laughs> In a town full
0: of, of big-nosed big men,
1: he is the king. <laughs> the, king.
0: <laughs> the king of schnozzes. And he's hey, a skinny little guy, but... <laughs>
1: he's all nose. Oh, it's funny. So when Dr. Van Der was putting, like, the Band-Aid on his nose, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you're going to need a bigger Band-Aid, man.
0: <laughs> Maybe two. <laughs> that boy is big. <laughs>
1: I know it's just an art style, and then then it's funny because Harry doesn't really have a nose, just a tiny little,
0: yeah, tiny little
1: triangle,
0: a tiny little nose.
1: But uh, but yeah, I was just like, boy, they really emphasize the nose on on good old Rufus, right? But yeah, good point that uh, that maybe there maybe downloads trying to set up Rufus, hmm. but with a, a murder at the end of the book, um, did did Rufus do it before or after he got got caught?
0: Oh well we don't know that but at least I had the insinuation that it was a fresh kill as right. opposed to one that's been set around for a while but we don't know that We don't We don't So yeah, I, really I, like I guess it. I jumped to conclusions on that Yeah I really like the
1: whole murder mystery type story Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. read a lot of comic books that, that really are just a who done it type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of cool kind of yeah. cool to do like an Agatha Christie but with an alien <laughs> I like well
0: it. yeah so they're mixing genres a bit here aren't they
1: right
0: which is kind of cool
1: so you mentioned uh, last issue that mm-hmm. you thought maybe Asta was being able to see through his disguise mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: in this one they don't really talk about it but uh but that's interesting that you picked picked up on it on the first issue
0: well yeah but didn't they did they make it obvious at the beginning of this one that that wasn't the case?
1: Well, she just says that she didn't recognize him, and it doesn't explain
0: oh why, why. she didn't recognize him. Yeah. Oh. oh, you mean so she partially saw through to reality? But then it well, stopped
1: right away? Well, I mean, that ultimately you're going to find out through issues two and three that that's what's happening. Oh! But I'm surprised that you picked up on it, not have already read two and three. So
0: Asta does have the ability to see through his, like the kid did. Kind of. Yeah, it's a little different than the kid in the movie, in okay. the TV show. Okay. But
1: but yeah, basically, she's the one in the million that can kind of oh. see through.
0: Well, he did talk about it just before, you know, as he's driving the truck, right? Just right. before he goes back to the uh, the thing. So they kind of helped, helped my conclusion out a little bit <laughs> with the timing of when they said that.
1: Right. Yeah, no, when I read it, I was just like, oh, it's just dark, and she... He's just walking up, and she's on edge because you know her friend just died. Right. Right. Yeah. Or she might be the murderer, and maybe that's the police going to get her. So uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch that. Uh, I didn't put two and two together that hmm. uh, him talking about somebody might be able to see through me, and then Asta's <clears throat> the gun. But right. But later we will learn that uh, she can s- somewhat see through his disguise. Hmm. Okay. Cool. Spoiler for people who haven't read 2 and 3.
0: Spoiler alert. Um, I was kind of amazed at the funeral scene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he's able to sense all the grieving going on. And he doesn't want to get so close because apparently it's upsetting him. So he is really a Betazoid, it seems. Right, and it's it, it it so strongly that it can affect him. So that's I thought that was weird. Right. Uh, and later when he's talking to the sheriff, or not the sheriff, the mayor, he's saying, um, "You know, I I'd like is the family here? I'd like to give my condolences." And it's like, wow, that's a really human thing. Um, I mean, that's a cultural kind of thing. But he, he seems to understand it perfectly.
1: Right. So... Unless he's fishing for... suspects. <laughs>
0: you you think that is... You think that's just... Uh, that, that's not the way I took doing it, the but knowing
1: that he's in full detective mode. Oh, uh, okay. Now I'm kind of thinking maybe that could be what it okay, was. Okay,
0: well, that could be it too. But the fact that he knows to say that, even period, even if he has an ulterior motive, is still... Right shows that he understands human, or at least Western, and probably, it's probably universal, um, but the idea of wanting to to give condolences to the family uh, of, of the person that died. Uh, right. And maybe that's what, they do the same, the aliens do the same thing. But that seems like a kind of a cultural thing, to some degree. Sure. A- and he knows it dead, which is like, he's only been here three years, unless he is some kind of a researcher uh, and knew a lot about humanity before he crashed
1: yeah that's just it we don't know we don't know what he was doing before he crashed
0: right right
1: very good point hmm
0: also I want to say that there's a panel that shows uh, where everybody everybody is like got their heads down and they're saying amen
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, at the gravesite. And on both sides of the mayor is the sheriff, the chief, on <laughs> one side. Yeah. And then there's a guy directly on his other side, the mayor's other side. And he looks like a younger version of the sheriff. Yeah, that's the sheriff's... Uh, the sheriff's son? Brother. Brother. Oh, so we we meet him no. later? No, I'm just making stuff up. Oh, okay, okay. I agree with you 100%. Okay, right? so I mean, down you're, the mustache, your two issues... You got two issues on me. Yeah, no,
1: he he never shows back up. But okay. I I agree with you one hundred percent that it it has to be a relative or or the artist just the son really likes the brother
0: that something because he likes that face. they got the same mustache they got the same general facial
1: yeah shape. one just
0: happens to have a little more hair than the other one well, yeah and the, and then the sheriff's got a bigger nose so uh, <laughs> which might be another indication of age.
1: But they are standing next to each other, so it would make sense if the sheriff did have a brother, they would stand next to each other. There
0: you go. I agree.
1: I'm, I agree. I'm going with that they are brothers.
0: Okay, fine.
1: But I have nothing to back that up with.
0: <laughs> Except for the look right. of the two. Exactly. Okay. Got something else?
1: Uh, not really, not on this issue. Because anything else I say is just
0: going to ruin the rest of the story. <laughs> ah, yes, don't say that. Don't ruin the rest of the story. Okay.
1: Well, so so uh, if that's our stopping point, who do you think it is? Oh, I the know murderer. Who it is, so I won't say. But uh, oh, so you find? You of course, that systems?
0: makes perfect sense. So by the fourth issue, issue th- issue three, I guess you know who the murderer is because it wraps oh, it, it wraps it up. It wraps it up. Yeah. Okay. In four issues.
1: Yeah. So who who would you think it is? If if you had to stop now and he had to pull everybody aside and say. X is the murderer. Do do you have enough information to guess?
0: Um I do not have all well, I can guess, but I don't have a I mean, I don't feel I have enough information yeah Um that whole yearbook clue. So he wanted to look at the Harry wanted to look at the yearbook and the and, and the mayor said, "Yeah, sure, go ahead." I mean, nobody else is going to take it cuz he never was married or his his wife's dad and doesn't have any family. He never had kids. And apparently don't have parents. Well, right. uh, I guess they would be kind of old by now, but um I I don't know. The the only person I thought download was a leading suspect to me just because of how he, he basically made sure that the, that the druggie uh, who was in the, uh, in Hodges uh, clinic um, got caught. Right. Uh, And that would cover his track. So, but... That guy probably has absolutely nothing to do with Doc Hodges' uh, yearbook. And I think there's going to be obviously a yearbook uh, or a clue in the yearbook. Mm. Um, so my number one thing would be download. And my second one would be that, uh, that older lady that works in the, uh, in the clinic. Ellen? Ellen is that her name? Yeah, the one. The older lady in the. Clinic. Had
1: nothing but nice stuff to say about him.
0: Exactly. Uh, wow. who, was, who was pouring the coffee and stuff? Yeah. So that's that was my two guesses. Mm.
1: Well, I'll tell you who my guess was because it doesn't it doesn't spoil it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the mayor being there was really suspicious to me. Oh. I mean, why was he there at that late at night? Oh, mm, good he point. did mention that uh, because Hodges didn't have any family. Everything's being everything he owns is donated to the city, and right. who's going to benefit from that? The mayor, and he's just there upstairs, like looking for a will or something. That's what I. That's where I was going. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, at the end of this issue, that that's that's who my number one suspect. Okay, is. good reasons.
0: Okay, but we have met them. The, the murder we have met in the first two issues. Well, do you want me to tell you? No. <laughs> Don't tell me. <laughs> I'm going to read the last two. Oh, you're going to spoiler me. I wasn't going to, but if you really want me to, I will. Okay. (laughs) I don't. Okay. Anyways.
1: So now can we talk about the show?
0: Let's talk about the show.
1: uh, How do you like the show? I love the show. I love the show, too. I love how the show opens... Exactly the same way this does with the the sheriff coming down to talk to him while he's
0: fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. almost shot for shot.
1: Yeah. Which is beautiful.
0: Yeah. It seems like a good place to start. So don't – under the heading of if it's – don't – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Perfectly yeah. good way to start it. Although obviously many other bits of this, the narrative is different.
1: Right. So, yeah, you mentioned that the deputy is a woman in the TV show.
0: Yeah, you want to know what differences? Are we on differences now?
1: I don't know where we're at, but, I mean, I'm just still here sure. on this first page. I mean, aside okay. from that as, and Harry's look, I mean, it, like I said, it's shot for shot, mm-hmm. except for the deputy being a woman and the chief of police being a black man.
0: Right. And um, and the, it's not only a gender shop for the de- swap for the deputy. But the deputy here is a, guy, a skinny guy and um, and really doesn't seem very bright. I mean, he just seems like, you know, not overly motivated. It's like, yeah, I'm here. You know, right. I'm, I'm second banana, no problem. Where in the TV show, the, uh, the female character uh, for the deputy is heavy and she's smart and she's motivated. Right. Whereas the sheriff, on
1: the other hand, is inept almost to the point of Detrimental to the to the police force in the TV show, whereas here he's he seems uh, much yeah. more realistic and
0: yeah. And I think the ineptness is more of a first season thing that seems to have dropped more away in the second season. Mm. But you're right; I agree with that. He 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 is surprisingly inept in the first one. I mean, is it because he's worries about his father? Uh, I don't know. It definitely, yeah. he's upset about. And by the way, we're going to get into spoilers if you haven't watched season one and two. Of uh, yeah,
1: season two is not quite done, but it's at the halfway point. As right. far as yeah. the recording here on April first, twenty twenty. So,
0: like other TV shows, The Sopranos took a big break. No, no, no. Okay, no. Let's let's talk about Walking Dead. That's more like it. So the last, like I mentioned before, the last season of The Walking Dead is broken up into three parts, and there are big gaps time-wise between airing dates of the different three parts. So apparently that's what they're doing with um, Resident Alien for season two, which is surprising. Um, you go to IMDb, it only says it's got eight episodes. You go to the first, you take a look at IMDb for the first season, there's ten episodes. So right. now it sounds like we're going to get 16 episodes, which is awesome. Um, but well, we didn't have doing, COVID last year. To do they're with doing this the big gap between. Yeah, they're doing the big gap between. Well, no, I, uh, which I think I think a if, lot of TV shows only do ten or eight episodes. Right. These days. Yeah. So so I, awesome! We're getting 16. We don't know yet.
1: Yeah, and speaking of uh, the TV show, um, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Star Trek Voyager, and one of the producers of the new show is
0: ah. <laughs> Lieutenant Paris. Okay, so let's talk about that. Yes, so cast and, and staff. Yes, so uh, Robert Duncan McNeil uh, directed five episodes. So he is not only an executive producer, but he is a director. Which is very cool. Very cool. It's nice to see so many uh, Star Trek alum uh, have gotten into production.
1: Right. Yeah, and uh, mostly, it seems like mostly Voyager and and then Jonathan Frakes from the original show, but or uh, Next Generation. But yeah, most of the Voyager crew have gone on to do direct and other shows and stuff like that, so... Whatever they were doing, and well, okay. That so, Bolana Bolana's B'lana.
0: a, a big time director. I mean, I big time. I, oh, she's done a lot of different. She's directed a lot, a, lot a lot of things. things. Right. Yeah, which is really great. Um, yeah,
1: mainly and, it's Bolana and Paris. I guess. Okay. okay, but they've done so much stuff. You go to their IMD page; it's it's huge on the on um, just the shows that they they've uh, they've been
0: on. Directed. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's really good. And then uh, you mentioned Frakes, obviously somebody who's who has had a very good directing career post uh TNG and even I mean he he directed a couple episodes of TNG um right so uh, and and I th- I also know that uh LeVar Burton directed a few episodes of TNG or at least one and hasn't he done direction on other TV series since uh, I know he did some Voyager Oh, he did some... For- okay, so he mainly did uh, other Star Trek directions. All right, I think so, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, I, re- I really think that they were trying to encourage as much of the Star Trek acting crew into directing on during the Voyager years. Um, it just seems like a lot of Star Trek alum directed episodes of Voyager. Yeah. Which is cool, because, I, mean, I mean, if you're going to be a director for the first time, you know,
0: direct your friends, you know, the ones that you've been mm-hmm. working with for the last five years. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it really makes a lot of sense. Plus, I think from the doctor's standpoint, if you want to get into uh, direction or produ- producing in any way, shape, or form, leverage leverage your position. I mean, you're in the show, If you're especially if you're up for contract negotiations. I mean, that's how Leonard Nimoy started directing uh, some of the movies. Uh, and also part of the deal I think for him to come back, uh he directed uh three men and a little lady. But uh which is totally not Star Trek. Um <laughs> Yeah, use your position uh or what leverage you have to you know to get some uh directing gigs. Well isn't that how
1: Shatner became director as oh well? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> yes. Well he saw Nimoy do two what he did uh three and four. Yeah. So, okay. when they were doing
1: the show, they had yeah. in their contract that Leonard Nimoy would never get more opportunities than Shatner. Oh, so when oh. he directed two movies, he Shatner pulled out that clause and said, "Hey, you let him direct two episode, two movies. I, I get to do that too." Oh, and I did not know that. that they were like that. under contract to let him direct one. Oh wow! So I I thought it was just like.
0: Yeah, no, Shatner.
1: I, Go ahead. I, I think it was we we have, are legally bound to do that now. Ah,
0: <laughs> I did not. I did not know about that. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, did you know that there is another famous director on uh, on the TV series uh, Resident, uh, Alien. Resident Alien? Yes. Uh, no. Who? None other than Marty McFly's mom, Leah oh, Thompson. Really? Good for her. Yeah, she directed two episodes. That's funny. Yeah, that is. It's like I I didn't even know she was in a direction, but apparently she is, and she's done uh, two episodes of Resident Alien. Good for her.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my least favorite episode so far was Mm -hmm. directed by Paris, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) Because I remember watching credits going, oh, wow. That That wasn't a good
0: one. That wasn't a good one. Well, they
1: can't yeah, I'll admit, old. at the beginning of season two, um, I was I was not getting back into the into the same. This is a great show. Like I was in I agree. the great season. agree. Sure, it I wasn't until way. episode four that I was. It, it came back, and I was yeah. just like,
0: "All right, finally, it's good again." Yeah, agreed. That's interesting. Yeah, felt the same way. I was getting kind of like nervous. It's like, oh, right. Bob, this this hasn't actually played itself out already, has it? Right, I was like, uh, maybe,
1: maybe it wasn't as good as I remember.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember I, it was it was good. I was yeah. more like, oh, it's just the the writing isn't as sharp. Right. Yeah, but then they
1: they picked it up. I thought.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Once they thought it was a bomb that episode, the uh, episode four, and then from that point on, home runs every every episode.
0: Yeah. Um. I like some of the guest stars they have. What like
1: Linda Hamilton?
0: Oh, I, she's she's part of the cast. I think of her oh, as the cast a Well, I mean she, she isn't in episode in every episode by a long shot. I completely agree there. But she's been in like six episodes? Uh, so at least? I can't think of any good five.
1: Guest stars. Tell I, me. Oh really? Who you can't this? think
0: of how about uh who played Cousin Octopus? Oh
1: oh oh! Well, wow, he's part of the cast. He's in
0: more episodes than Linda Hamilton. Wait, a- Nathan Fillion, of yeah. course, is who played Cousin Octopus. He's not in that many episodes. He was he was in that one in season one, and then he was in more in season two. They brought him back. Oh. but now he's not going to be in any more.
1: No, spoiler!
0: <laughs> I love that part. That was so funny. And then when he was having dinner later. So sad. <laughs> oh my god
1: yeah no I think it's great I, the, the whole show is great
0: to me and it's it's still funny I mean yeah it's good it's very good um, could I okay so somebody who is definitely a supporting character who I think is really fun is that young Asian nurse that oh, yeah. sassy one right now she's kind of a I mean, she's—is it is a trope? Is a it trope? No, it, it's a character that I've seen in other places—a saucy little young, young one that pops up every once in a while and just gives the zinger lines and is really funny. But uh, I, I like her, so she's Nurse Ellen, apparently, right? Played Ellen. by Diana Bang. Oh,
1: so she's Ellen from the from the comic book? Just they uh, de-aged her quite a bit.
0: Oh, there you go. I
1: changed her. That's-
0: Okay, good point. So, uh, an age switch, a weight shift, uh, a race shift. Okay, got it. And then, uh, what what other standout actors, do you think? Oh, as far as, well, that aren't regulars, or just... No
1: regulars. Or anybody. uh, Anybody. The woman who plays Darcy, and the woman who plays Asta, I think are fantastic. Yeah, they're both very good. And they really work well together. You really feel like they do have, that. they did grow up together, you know, right. they know, they know every little it thing does, about the other person. It does seem like that. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just really good acting or writing or both, but. It's both. Uh, it's to be both. I really enjoy those yeah. two.
0: You gotta have it, you gotta have the, the dialogue that, that, that rings true.
1: And the, uh, the kids, the little boy and the little girl, uh, oh, I awesome. always enjoy their scenes, but, yeah. but, uh, I'm glad they use them kind of sparingly because if they were in it too much, I think it would. Right be too much
0: i think when the little boy ends up growing a beard i thought that was very funny because he just looked very funny with, right. the, with the stubble
1: <laughs> i just love how stupid he is just like any any boy i mean uh-huh. i mean they're really building up that girls are smarter than boys which right. which I, I i i can't disagree with but <laughs> but when he's like yeah the doctor's been missing since ever since i uh told those men in black that he was an alien and <laughs> yeah and you so they 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 took him no i said he disappeared i didn't say they took him and then he's like oh oh i love (laughs) this
0: yeah the little girl is very sharp
1: yeah i love her she's sassy yeah no the show's great and and like i said i like that they turned it into a comedy more than more than the comic books are
0: because it is the T V show's multiple things. I mean it's definitely a comedy. But it's definitely straight sci fi too. Uh, right. and it's a murder mystery. And thing it's a murder too. mystery. Procedural almost. Although they, they seem to have that kind of de emphasized. I mean it was kind of big at the beginning and then they kind of push it to the background and then it bubbles up every once in a while. Yeah, it
1: bubbles up quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, when you when you think they wrapped it up and then in, in season two. Yep. You find
0: out that uh, who you thought did it didn't. Exactly. So it should be interesting when they, they they end that. And actually, the comic and who did it in the comic is um, is going to be interesting knowing that and seeing what they do with the TV show.
1: Right. And the
0: method of the murder of Dr. Hodges is
1: just so different. Very different. The comic in the book. Very I different. mean, the comic in the show. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, so definitely uh, who did it in the TV show, which I guess I guess we do know who did it in the TV show. Um,
0: well, yeah, it's Harry.
1: Yeah, I, I won't spoil it, but it's not him in the, in the comic. Yeah. Since there was no Harry before. Sure. That's another big difference in the show, is that in the show, he's taken over somebody's life, whereas here, he created a new idea. Okay, so –
0: Okay, so that's a good point. And and I did put it I guess I must have missed that in my notes, but um we know Vander Spiegel, so he's got that name. Uh we haven't heard him call Harry yet, but it makes perfect sense that he would be uh, mm-hmm. eventually. At least I in the first two issues they he didn't he was not called Harry. Um and he's got the cabinet and everything. Now, we know in the TV show uh the alien just took over that identity and made himself look like the original Doctor Harry Van Der Spiegel, Spiegel, right? But um, at least in the first two issues, you're not sure. I'm not sure about the origin uh, of Doctor Van Spiegel, or Spiegel, right. whatever. So, um, but you are because you you've read the first four books, correct? Right. Okay, yeah. And so he set up the 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 whole identity himself,
1: right? Yeah. There's no
0: there's no murder. Okay. And by the way, that whole murder thing. So Harry is cute and cuddly and, you know, almost data-like at times because he just doesn't get it. But he's also dangerous as hell. And we're reminded of that every once in a while, especially the fun times when, uh, when that agent, that government agent, gets her head scraped off by a train.
1: Yeah, just that whole
0: fight scene. I mean, <laughs> who knew that he knew kung fu like that? Uh, well, yeah, and he's usually he, he's very strong, obviously. So, um, so he he kills the original Van Der Spiegel, um with with absolutely no issues, or so it appears. He right. had had no issues killing him. Right. Um, and then he almost kills Asta's ex husband.
1: Yeah, throwing um, them the walls and stuff.
0: Right. Uh, he does definitely kill that agent. <laughs> and she deserved to die, really, though. Um, yeah, that was, that was a surprise. That, wasn't, that was very much a surprise. I didn't know how they were going to get rid of that, you know, deal with that agent. Um, but then, and, and, and I look forward to the other people he will kill. I, I believe <laughs> he will kill again.
1: Yeah, it's definitely looking that way. Uh,
0: so, you got this duality to this alien character. Uh, and, of course, his whole mission was to destroy humanity. So, it, you know, it's like, it's a comedy, but there's some edginess in it. <laughs> so, it's not all Mr. Cute and Cuddly.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, and, and Alan Tudyk is just such a great actor that, that oh, he can play great. the lovable I mean you can't see a movie he's in and not be like oh he's he's so nice I want him to be my best friend you know (laughs) that. (laughs) so I mean even when he's like doing the bad stuff you're like oh he's
0: he's doing it for a good reason (laughs) yeah I would love to see one where he's just the straight the straight villain and I'm sure he's probably played that at some point but I've never seen it
1: I've never seen it and I've seen most of his stuff
0: so Wash in, um, in Firefly. Yeah, great character. Unfortunately killed off.
1: Oh, he was Mister Nobody in in Doom Patrol. Does that count as a? Oh, he was, was he? So, he was so funny in it.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, so Mister Nobody's a bad guy. Oh, he's the bad guy. Oh, he's the bad guy. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh I only watched like one episode of Doom Patrol. Sorry.
1: Yeah. It's really good He's what makes that show so good The first season
0: Oh cool Okay well I guess I'll have to God damn it I another, another show to watch I'm backed <laughs> up as it is Okay Well now yeah, I gotta I watch think, it I
1: can't think of another show he was in Where he was a bad guy
0: Yeah Um, You remember uh, was, it, was it Death at a Funeral? That English Yeah Movie That he was in Was he in the English one Or the American one? No no the English one Oh, okay. Uh, when I they redid it, it to be an American one, um, I don't remember who they had playing the character that that Alan did, but didn't do nearly as good a job.
1: So, uh, was, he, was he like the one that was on drugs?
0: Yes. He yeah, played the one played that was by, on drugs. Uh,
1: uh, Cyclops from the X-Men movies in the American one.
0: Oh, oh, really? Well, yeah. he's a good actor, but I never thought him as a comedian. Hmm. I didn't know that Alan Tudyk was in the UK one. Oh yeah! So we got Peter Dinklage, of course, who was, pay- who was playing the the dwarf lover of the father. That's who's passed away. And then you got Alan Tudyk, Tidyk, how are you is that? Um playing the guy who is so is so uh, wound up and tense or something that somebody gives him something to, to settle him down, and it's the wrong the wrong thing and then he's like drugged out the rest of the time and just doing all these really funny things and it's like Hmm. he is the standout funny thing in the English one hmm you gotta watch it now what's it called? you did see it before
1: no I've never seen it oh well you gotta see
0: it Death death at a Funeral I I believe it's Death at a Funeral if you look him up in a uh, in IMDB you can link to to the right name but I'm pretty sure it's Death at a Funeral
1: yeah you're right Directed by Frank Oz.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, did he do the original one?
1: Uh, I'm looking at the original one.
0: Okay, so he... Okay, and Peter Dinklage is in that one. Uh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, that's so funny. Because it's... I mean, it takes place in England, and mm-hmm. it's mostly English actors. Um, and then but, just... But directed by Miss Piggy, yes. But Directed by Fozzie Bear, Miss Piggy. And mm-hmm. it's got um, Dinklage with the English accent. And then I think, I think Tudyk, or Tudyk Allen is, has an English accent. I don't remember. Or maybe mm. he's playing American. I don't know. But anyway, I'll, well I'll worth look, watching. I'll look it up. Okay. So can I just mention a few differences? Please. Okay. So the TV series is in Patience, Colorado. They're specific about that. The comic book just says it's in Patience, USA. And um, and I think I remember when when the TV show was first coming out, I read a little article that talked a little bit about the book. Mm-hmm. And they said something about it. The location was switched to Colorado from the Pacific Northwest, Washington, or something like that. Uh, okay. But I see no indication in this book of exactly where in the U.S. it is. Obviously mountainous. Um. You know. I guess it just depends on which direction he walks from the desert. Well, Colorado makes a lot more sense if he crashed in the Sonoran Desert. If he did. Right. Although I will say that if you go in... I don't know how deserty it is, but if you go east into um, Idaho and stuff, they've got desert regions there too, my understanding. Not that I've ever been to Idaho. But I understand that there are desert areas there.
1: Yeah, um, according to the issue that you haven't read, okay, it's uh, it's it's on the west coast,
0: west coast somewhere. Okay, yeah,
1: okay, yeah. When when they're tracking him, they know that he's going towards Oregon, Washington, or Alaska. They don't they don't know where he's going. So good point. So where did uh, he crash? Uh, I guess somewhere in the. Midwestern desert.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so, yeah. So, the TV alien had a mission of destroying humanity. The comic book alien was some kind of biologist, according to something I read, that had no uh, mission to destroy humanity. Right. Um, the alien in the comic book is much closer to looking like a human than the TV alien. The TV They're alien's really slain. tall. Yeah, he's tall. Yes. He's almost like uh amphibian.
1: Right. Definitely looks amphibian. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Um
1: four arms.
0: Oh yeah, when the little arms come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> that that's like alien. Or that's the uh, yeah, does doesn't alien? Doesn't no. somebody have a second set of arms in another franchise?
1: Um I'm sure. I mean, the alien queen has four arms.
0: Okay. But Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Not the of. not don't the know. normal alien. But, um, yeah. Okay, a lot of, lots of gender flips, age flips, um, which we kind of talked about that already. Yep. Um, the, pre- the, <laughs> the comic book alien is not preoccupied with food, where the TV alien loves pie, both uh, pizza and uh, like fruit pie, dessert pie. <laughs> but he doesn't like cake. He does not like cake, as we discovered. He had no interest in his birthday cake. Right. And the
1: alien cultures are quite a bit different, Um, whereas he mentions that he has a family unit or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. And in the movie or the show, he's very adamant that they're hatched and they're they're solitary creatures growing up, fending for themselves. Oh. That's quite a bit different.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, the comic book alien really likes to solve mysteries, where the TV alien does if he has to, uh, but that's more because he's a junkie on Law and Order <laughs> than anything else. So it seems like the uh, comic book alien is more of a reader. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Dunk dunk.
1: Right, which I think in the TV show when um, the chief of police was getting into Dr. Hodge's true crime novels uh-huh. or whatever I think that was that was probably a nod to the comic book
0: mm. there you go
1: I think yeah
0: Doc Hodge's wife is dead in the comic book as opposed to being the leading suspect of the murder so far on the TV show yep yeah TV show focuses a lot on the townsfolks and their stories and quirks uh, some episodes focus so much on the other townsfolks that Harry is not in it much that's true um, and I I like it as long as they yeah we have learned a lot about the backstories of these people right and some people are criticizing the show for that oh really they're criticizing uh, that everybody's so young the idea that's that true. the mayor's so young uh, the, the now the, the chief of police uh, is obviously not a young man he's probably easily in, well into his 40s I would say, but he's doesn't look as old as, uh, as the comic book, uh, chief.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: and definitely the the mayor is way young for being a mayor. Um, right. Yeah. And is uh, that ever mentioned how long he's been mayor? I don't remember, but it was some, I, I think he's mayor just because like his father was mayor or something and,
1: that's what I was thinking, too, So, yeah. but I couldn't remember if I just made that up or if that was actually mentioned. Since I, I you said the same thing,
0: the I'm assuming it was mentioned. Right, because they had to explain something about such a young guy. I mean, he looks really young. Right. Early 30s, the oldest. Um, anyway, so we get a lot of the backstory. Um, oh, here's another thing that's kind of interesting. Uh, the TV show is spending a fair amount of time on the reservation in multiple episodes, which... At first I was a little uncomfortable with to be honest, but I loved it. I mean in short order, it was very cool. It was yeah. it was what was going on there was uh at times was almost a little overly sweet. I mean family, it's showing a very close knit community, uh very family oriented, uh multi generational. I loved it. Yeah, I did too. Right. Uh, Harry playing, was not a good basketball player. Or no, actually, he got better, didn't he? <laughs> and then yeah, he I overheated like himself man. or something? What's that? Then he overheated himself or something? Is that what happened? I think. Or did I he thought... break the ball or something? I don't remember. I forgot.
1: There was it, was a, it, was a, it was first season somewhere.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> anyway. So that's it. That's all I have
0: to say. That's it. That is all I have to say on these ish- issues.
1: So here on our first episode of Resident Alien... We've covered the whole show.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> only the first two with you. Well, okay. So first off, I, I, I know everybody was taken in by this, but April Fools. A- a- April Fools? I
1: oh mean, it's April not like we do this every year. Yeah, we've taken years off, but uh, but yeah, we do it a lot. We do it pretty much every year. Pretty. Because we like comic books and we like other stuff that other than Star Trek. Seminars. Exactly. We like April Fool's jokes.
0: So, yes, it, this is the Star Trek comic book review, of course, podcast.
1: <laughs> right. So, unlike some of the other April Fool's jokes, like when we did the Star Wars miniseries where mm-hmm. we only did the first two issues, mm-hmm. uh, this one I would like to do the next two issues at least uh, in a later episode of Uh, What you were saying is going to be our newly branded uh, show. Once we're finished with all the Star Trek comics, which really is not that far away. No, we're we're at the time of recording, we only
0: have like
1: the new stuff going forward. Right, it's kind of crazy.
0: Yeah. So we just want to lay this idea out uh, to our legion of listeners. Yes, the 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 two or four or ten people listening. Uh, We were thinking maybe we could after we finish Star Trek comics we could go ahead and rebrand it to Star Trek Comic Book Review Presents. And then we could have, you know, more of these. Uh, Maybe uh, more uh, Orville comics. Uh, Maybe more what? Firefly. Firefly. Good point. Finally get
1: around those Lost in Spaces that I've been wanting to read.
0: (laughs) Yes. More Lost in Space ones. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So that's, yeah, that's what we're thinking of doing. Yeah. Every time we do these April Fool's jokes, I throw out Lost in Space, and Ken, every year, nixes it. So, <laughs> But uh, we do always do something else that's fun.
0: Yeah. So with that new rebranding, we can do anything we want. Exactly. And we'll have to.
1: And then maybe and once then... in a
0: while, we get new Star Trek ones we do. Yeah,
1: every, every three months or so, when we have three new issues to, to do, we'll, we'll still do just Star Trek. That sounds awesome. So, awesome sauce. Awesome. So hopefully everybody enjoyed our Resident Alien chit chat and uh, didn't get too discouraged. No, <laughs> discouraged. <laughs> um. So uh, yeah. So thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with the uh, the real 350, and it will be Star Trek UK comics. Uh, we're wrapping up that 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 whole uh, series. So it's the final uh, few.
0: Annuals of Star Trek UK Comics Cool Thanks for joining us everybody On the April Fool's Review Later Thank you for listening to Star Trek Comic Book Review All Star Trek stories and characters Are copyrighted CBS Studios Incorporated All music stories and characters discussed Are for entertainment purposes only You can email us At star t